Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios? It is Glory Hole Studios. Glory Hole Studios. Here's the thing, guys. Yeah. Glory Hole Studios is an idea. Yeah. It's a co- it's a social construct, right? Yeah. This is an idea that we have, and in my heart, I know I'm in Tom, Glory Hole Studios. Tom. Yeah. Home is when I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, if I still had a heart, I'd feel something. Uh, but I don't. Because the murder hornets <laughs> ate it. <laughs> this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 528 of Cognitive Dissonance. And see, so this week I was having a conversation uh, online with somebody who asked if, if uh, with everything going on with, with Biden um, and his milk toast support to beef, d- d- the, the most gentle way to say his milk toast support for the Black Lives Matter movement, am I still blue no matter who? And I just want to say, the other guy's still Trump. <laughs> Like the other guy is like, like I, that's the thing that like I'll never get over. Like the other yeah. guy in the content, there's two. Like, and the conversation was like, well, wouldn't you prefer? Like, I'd prefer a uh, lot yeah. of things. Oh yeah, I would like, prefer a lot. But you can take things. all of my preferences, yeah. roll yeah. them into a ball, and shove them up my ass, and I'm gonna waddle over and push yeah. Biden on the fucking voting thing. You bet. Because it's not the answer, Trump. Like. What the fuck? Like, yes, more than ever, I'm voting. Here, that's the thing is that like the answer isn't just yes. This whole thing, it makes that yes more a yes than any other yes I've ever yesed. Because Biden didn't get better, but Trump somehow got worse. That's so true. It's so How true. How could and you one, get worse? One of the things too is you know yes, it's milk toast support, right? It's not. It's it's. But I'll tell you what. Wasn't it refreshing to see somebody who felt presidential in those moments out there talking to protesters, talking at the funeral, all those things that you would think, you know, a president would be able to do. At least that felt refreshing. You know, when you talk about what the what what the other guy did, I mean, like he fucking hid in his fucking bunker and built a wall, a wall around the White House. (laughs) It's a choice between Biden, who said some very problematic things like he said something about like, well, maybe we need to teach the police to shoot people in the leg instead of in the chest. And you're like that. But that's also in a long, that was also in a long, that's cut out of context. It's it's out of context. It's totally out of context. And it's not that I'm defending Biden. I think Biden is gaff. 
He's like a fucking, he's like an error code. Yeah. Like his entire <laughs> fucking brain is an error code. So I'm not trying to say, oh yeah, Biden, but whatever. But like at the same time, it's also cut out of, cut out of context specifically by people who don't like Biden and want yes, Biden to lose. Absolutely. So like, I think it's important, like no matter, you can take all the stuff you don't like about Biden and, and all of it, we can say just off the top, we just say that's legitimate. Yeah. Put it in a bucket. The other guy tear gassed peaceful protesters so that he could have a photo op with an upside down Bible outside a church he doesn't go to. I'll tell you what, and then brag about how easy it was to gas them. Today yeah. he did on Twitter. Wait, he bragged what? about Wait, what? He, he bragged about how easy it was. They had no problem. The hold on, I'll read the tweet. While you're looking for the tweet, like, was there ever a counter assertion that we thought it was difficult to gas people? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly it. He said, "Our great, our our great National Guard troops who took care of the area around the White House could hardly believe how easy it was." A walk in the park, one said. The protesters, agitators, anarchists, Antifa, and others were handled very easily by the Guard, DC police, and the SS or yeah. Secret Service. So but he you abbreviated <laughs> SS. What? Great job! Did he really? So, he really genuinely said the SS. And so I just want to say one, <laughs> what is happening? we are in a, we are in a world where the president <laughs> is praising the SS. That's number one. But number two, praising them for just their like, violent police action. <laughs> just like you said, oh how hard shit. It's like, man, I fucking kicked that fucking baby and took his candy. It was so fucking easy. It was fucking easy. Let me tell you, I fucking, he had one lick on that lollipop and it only took three exactly. licks to get to the center. Three. I counted after I took it from him and he was crying and I laughed. Fuck? fuck that baby. Yeah. Like, you know, it was easy. What I called in three separate paramilitary organizations yeah, exactly. to beat up peaceful protesters. Yeah, they really like, whooped some yeah. ass. You know, I'll tell you, I, 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 in a fight, I'm taking Conor McGregor over Gandhi. All, and it's, and it's, it's not the reach, guys. It's not the reach advantage. Okay, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's not like the moral advantage, right? Yeah. Like, you don't <laughs> it's unbelievable. Holy I said, shit! But yeah, that's exactly what happened. So you, you're right. But the other thing I hear from the other side, the people who are. I don't know, don't care who president is, I guess, will say, all you have to tell me is that he's not Trump. That's why you're voting for him. And it's like, I think that's enough. I genuinely think that's enough. If you don't, that's fine. I'm not, you know, I, I'm kind of sick and I'm done trying to beg people to vote for, yeah, vote in right. this election to find their their moral compass and vote. If you don't vote, that's up to you, man. I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beg you to vote for him. I know that there's people who listen to the show who are absolutely Bernie or bust and it's 100% Bernie or I won't vote at all. And that's fine. You do you, you do you. You know, hopefully you're from a blue state where it doesn't matter. That's I, I, my great hope that that's where you're from. But, you know, the thing is, is like, I'm not here to beg you to vote for him. And I also genuinely recognize that Biden is problematic and when it comes to the sexual assault allegations and things like that. And so I'm not, I'm not going to beg people to vote for him. But I'm going to say, like, I recognize the choice between the two and I have to choose the most moral one. And I think the most moral one is voting against Trump. And like any suggestion that this is not a two-party race is just not yes, honest. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's just not. And it would be great if it was honest. It would be awesome yeah. if there was a third. Like all those things about like, wouldn't it be great if? Yes, absolutely. It would be fucking amazing if. But like amazing if isn't the reality of. 
And you have to operate within the practical reality of the day that we're fucking living in. And like, you have a guy who I just learned from you unironically tweeted about how he sent in the SS to beat up people. <laughs> yeah. What? And it's not like the SS stood for like, you know, Snoopy and Snowflakes. Instead, it was yeah. like the, the, the secret, so like they went in there, the secret service. The secret police. <laughs> like, yes. Like, what yeah. the fuck? John, I'm not interrupting, am I? Matt Timber, no. Come in, come in. Good, good, good. good work, gentlemen, all the way around. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Could I get in on that? Sure, why not? Hey. Good work, good work, officer. We got a murder one day, a drug bust the next. I'm thinking we need as much police as we can get. <laughs> That'd be a good slogan, wouldn't it? Tell that to the budget committee. <laughs> Give me a gun, huh? To hold for the pictures? Because when the governor shows up, I'm going to throw her a little party. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to let her know just how this community feels about its law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Spread it on! You know, I know you and I want to talk about defund the police, but uh, the, the, the thing that I want to lament before we do is the nomenclature, the naming, right? Yeah. It's terrible naming because it's one of those things that's on its face sounds like something it's not. Yeah. And like that well, it's makes not, it- not, it, it, That's not necessarily true. There are some people who say 100% defund the police. Yeah, there are but, people out there who say that. Absolutely. So, yeah. But like the majority opinion about what defund the police is Means. trying to accomplish yeah. is not- the same as disband the police, right? Sure. Or eliminate yeah. the police. Yeah. I know that there are calls for that, but that's not the majority of the call. Yeah. The problem with like, if you're a politician and there's a movement which has a name that without any research suggests something, we're a, we're a headlines country. Yeah. We're a social media driven headlines country. Most people don't click and read the article. Most people don't do any research. Defund the police sounds like disband the police. It sounds one and the same. And like when you say that, most people aren't going to get behind that. So most politicians aren't going to be able to stand up and say, let's have a nuanced conversation about what this actually means because people don't read, they don't listen, they don't research. It's bad I nomenclature. Think, I think there's part of me that agrees with you. And I have seen a ton of pushback about this especially on Facebook, people asking, what the hell, why, why would you defund the police? And, 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 and you're absolutely right that the other side is taking it and running with the straw men, right? They're saying, oh, well, they want, it. They want a lawless society. They want Mad Max. They want, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so they're running with it. Now, they were going to run with that anyway, right? So they were going to say, even if you cut $1 of the police budget, they're going to scream it's Mad Max tomorrow. So it doesn't matter whether you you lower the funds, defund, or abolish. They're all on the same page on the, on the far right anyway. And you were never going to win those people over with whatever nomenclature you chose. Those people weren't your people, right? So, so the people on the far right, you're not going to convince them about anything. They're the law and order group, and they're not going to be swayed. So I, I, I don't know that it, it affects that. But one thing that we have done over the years is we've said things like police reform. We're going to have police reform. We're going to use softer language. And we say it all the time. We're going to do this. Oh, we're going to restructure. Oh, we're going to have citizen review boards. Oh, we're going to have this and we're going to have this. And nothing works. 
everything always falls apart and we give more and more money and we give by fucking Humvees and fucking Lamborghinis and Teslas and fucking give them fucking Spec Ops rifles and fucking <laughs> a bunch of fucking right. brand new toys that can electrocute you six ways from Sunday and we, we let it flow out of control all the time. And there's been plenty of softer language that we've used and it's failed. So there's part of me that agrees with you and there's other part of me that says, Maybe the harsher language and the language that stops people and goes, what the fuck? Defund the police. What the fuck? Maybe that's actually good. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe. a good thing to shake you up, to say, what, wait, what? What now? Oh, now I got to look at it. And now I got to have, a, like you say, a nuanced idea about it. You know, because, because we have, police reform is a thing yeah. that we've said how many times? Right. And it's never happened. The only time it's ever done, the reform has been buy them a new bulletproof car. <laughs> no, I, I and I and I I hear you. And like I do, I hear that. It just feels like if you want to get the politicians on board, they have to stand in front of a banner. Yeah. You know? And they have to be able to make a headline because like we're not like we're just not a smart fucking species. I will say that's true. Yeah. You know, and it's depressing that like, 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 like one thing I know is that branding is important. Sure. Like it's really, really important. And like, if you misbrand something, you run the risk of like tanking a really great product or idea just because, you know, the brand wasn't well presented. And I hate that because it's the dumbest part of being fucking human but like, God damn, man, like, I wonder if police, if it was like fucking police reform and it had all the same sub items underneath it that we're going to talk about when it comes to defund the police, but we had a better headline. I wonder if we'd get more people in front of it, like more people in power, more people pushing to the moderates, more people trying to appeal. You know what I mean? And, and like, we shouldn't have to do that. And it's fucking yeah. annoying and it's frustrating, but like. But I think we have to do that because like, like you say, like we're so divided. The far left is always sure. going to want this. The far right yeah. is always going to want that. So the only thing that like gets anything done is the middle. Like the only thing that is like open for sway is the middle, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing too, is that we're approaching this from a very white angle. You and I are approaching this from an angle that is privileged in our experience sure. throughout our life the police have not been a force that has tormented us. You know, yeah, they've been an annoyance to us, right? But I've never had a gun pulled on me by the police, have you? No. No, never no, in no, your life. No. I listened no, to plenty no. of stories uh, in the last several weeks of six-year-olds getting a gun pulled on them just because they were black. So so there's a, there's a, a, a feeling in that community that defund the police is 100% correct that that's the right language. That's how you get those people on board because they don't want to hear reform anymore. They don't want to hear about that stuff anymore because to them, that's an occupying force, an arm of the government that does nothing but torment them. Yeah. And that's all it does. And, and, and these are people that are just as innocent as anyone else. They just happen to live in an area that happens to have a lot of crime, but they're not, they might not be somebody who is, who has committed a crime at all. And they'll be just, they'll be tormented because they're automatically Absolutely. presumed to be a criminal. And so yeah. to them, that language is perfectly fine. The problem is like fucking old white people are still in charge. Yeah. So like we can't accomplish big things without 
old fucking shitty white people saying yes to it. And I wish we could because that's fucked up because yeah. that's supremely massively awful and it's fucked yeah. up. But yeah. like, it's still a country run by old white men. It just is. And like, yeah. if they all say no, then the answer is going to be no, yeah. you know? And yeah. like that, and it's the people who sucks. you vote in. Yeah, it's the people who you vote in, and there's nothing yeah. you can do about that. And they're you're stuck with this. And just like how we're, we're talking about Biden a few minutes ago, there's no other choice. We didn't. We it almost was like there was an illusion of choice. Yeah, he was he was slated to win from the very beginning, and he won. Right? It was even so though, weird. Even though he did terribly in the debates, every time I saw him debate, I thought, Jesus, get him off the stage. He's the worst one up there. Every single time I thought he was the worst one up there. Yeah. And and he still won. He was ahead the entire time. There was never a moment that Biden came down and was replaced, I don't think, by anybody else. Nobody took the lead. Some people won different states, but I don't think anybody took the lead from him for the whole thing. It was just basically the illusion of choice. Like you had the illusion of that you got a bunch of other people, but we really didn't give you anything. Now, don't get me wrong. I think they pulled him left. I think that that pulled him left. I think he's farther left than when I he got so on too. that stage. Yeah. But we didn't know. We knew. we certainly didn't get uh, Kamala Harris. Like that's not somebody who we got no, that no. we get to choose from, right? So like right. there's, you know, so <clears throat> anyway. So no, but yeah, I agree with you. You're right. He, you're he, right. He got pulled left. He got pulled yeah. from like, Neocon to con, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, and then and and I, but I, but I, I understand your point. I and I, you know, it's it's not lost on me the fact that you know we live in a system that we can't, you can't change. It's got to incrementally change. It can't change overnight. There's nothing you could do to change it overnight. You know, we we had a black president, and there we still have all the same problems yeah. with a lot of the same stuff that we had. You can't just change it overnight, and so. Um, so I feel like, you know, there, you have to do an incremental change. And I think, you know, I see it both ways. I see merit to the idea that we need to wake people up and slap them with the defund the police idea. I also see the merit in maybe we need to rebrand so that people, that it, that it gathers more people. And so more people are behind it. But regardless, yeah, I think the idea is sound. Yeah, me too. I think, I think the idea is sound. We, you know, you talk about defund the police and, and, you know, people, maybe people don't know what it is. But we talked a little bit about it last week when I talked about the quote about abolishing the police, which is where instead of saying, you know, the police do all these disparate jobs that we ask of them, go be a mental health care worker, go be a, a, an addiction counselor, go be a, a domestic violence and domestic abuse counselor, go be a, you know, a guy who handles homeless people on the street, a homeless person counselor, and also catch criminals, stop uh, write tickets, you know, all the things that Sometimes we ask them to do. Rail wild dogs. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. We have we ask like, them to, what? We ask them to do a ton of stuff. Right. And instead, what we should do is specialize and say, okay, yeah, well, no, we have a person who's a who's a counselor who can go out and help a homeless person who's having an uh, uh, some sort of episode. We can we have somebody who can do that work instead of a police officer because there's been reports of police officers in the past, their only real training is to be violent. And so they go out and they, 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 they have somebody who's having like a, like a mental breakdown and they kill the person. Yeah. And that's happened before where somebody who is not mentally all there gets murdered by the police because they don't have any other tools in their toolbox. Yeah. Well, like they literally have a utility belt full of weapons. Yeah. And yeah it's all weapons. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, like we've talked about this. There's no book in there. They they pull a book out of that and read. It's not a manual. What they have is a fucking shocker, a sprayer, and a shooter. And a beater. Don't forget about the hitter. And a holder. (laughs) They don't have anything else. And then if all that runs out, They've got a radio to call a bunch of people that yeah, have a bunch all of other the guys. same tools. Yeah, I got I to gotta know a bunch of other guys with shooters I can call. Right. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, man, I need a screwdriver. It's like, I got a hammer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what if that doesn't work? I can call 10 more guys with hammers. <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, that's, that's like, exactly what? it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, what if that we'll doesn't take work? Turns. I can call 20 more guys with hammers. How many hammers do you need? That's <laughs> <laughs> you just keep beating on it. Is it fixed yet? Yeah. I have been building this mom until it's pulp. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, at a certain point, you've reforged it into a new screw. <laughs> you know, it's uh, like, it is fucking crazy because like, it, you know, we send social workers to every neighborhood imaginable, right? To check on families in every mode of distress imaginable. And they show up armed with a clipboard and a pen. Yeah. And they managed to do their job rarely killing anyone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like social workers go out and do incredible heroic work. And and one of the problems with social work is that they are horrifyingly, criminally underpaid and overworked. There are far too few of them. Far, 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 far too few of them. Their caseloads are very, very high. And it's sort of like it's sort of like everything else we've ever learned but refused to do about like how to fix major public health problems, right? And institutional problems, which is prevention is cheaper and more effective than treatment. It is every single time in every case, there's never an exception to that sentence. And like an army of social workers and public health workers and mental health workers an army of people seeking to eradicate poverty would destroy the crime issue. I mean, like there would still be crime. There will always be crime, right? Because yeah. just people are fucked up. But like it would, it would decimate. It would absolutely decimate because it is easier to prevent. And we we have had we have had research into why there is crime. And we have had the same suggestions on how to like address this. For 60 years, to defund the police and like decentralize those tasks into a group of trained specialists, that's not new. People have been talking about yeah. this for since the 60s. They've been talking yeah. about this since the 30s. They've been talking about this since the 19-teens, depending on what research you read. And, you know, the other thing that people will say is they'll say, well, you know, because again, you're approaching it from a perspective that's very privileged, which is the police are here to help you, right? right. So that's the per- that, that's the perspective that you approach it. And you, you, you say something like, well, who are you going to call when something goes wrong? And you got to say to yourself, a lot of times right now, the people that live in, these, in the areas that are, that are um, where the police treat them as if they're automatically criminals don't call the police in the first place. They don't call anybody. They, they don't call anybody or they'll call their brother to yeah. come over and help if somebody's trying to break in their house. I, I, if you ever read the book Gang Leader for a Day? Yeah, great book. Yeah. Yeah, so in that book, they talk about the Robert Taylor homes. Mm-hmm. And in the Robert Taylor homes, which were on the south side of Chicago, the police didn't even go in there. You could call them. They just literally never show yeah, up. they be like, okay. So, no. so we already have a system right now where they have demonstrated over and over again that, that 
having the system doesn't help. It doesn't right. do anything, right? You have the system and it just doesn't do anything. So you could call the police and they won't even show up to your place. So, you know, to have things change and to shift away from that, you know, to a lot of people, it's not a loss. It's not a loss if that's, if that doesn't, if that doesn't happen anymore. Um, I want to, I want to talk too about, I think that you could cut things down. Like you say, with the moment you start per creating prevention techniques and you start giving people things that they need when they need them rather than sending, you know, it, it, if it's a drug offense and somebody did the drugs and now they're ODing or they're, you know, freaking out on something like there's a, there's plenty of people who have to deal with somebody who is mentally unstable and they don't kill them, right? Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people who have to do that. Nurses, mental health professionals have to deal with people who are having some severe issues. Friends and family and they, do it all the time. And they, yeah, exactly. You're, right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like, you know, friends and family do it all the time. So, you know, you save a lot of lives and save a lot of frustration because the police, there's, there's even police officers who say, yeah, no, this is a good idea. I do a lot of shit I, don't, I shouldn't have to do. Well, and you're not trained to do. They're yeah. like, that's the thing. It's like, wouldn't it be nice if you, if you have, so I've had, I've had experience where people that I've loved and cared for have had psychotic breaks and I've been called to try to help. And like, it is frustrating because there's a moment where you're like, fuck, I'm on, I'm just some guy and I don't know what to do. And you don't know who to call. Right. So what you do is you call yeah. 911 and then you don't know who's going to show up. Is it going to be an ambulance? Yeah. Is it going to be, be police? Ambulance? Yeah. You know, is it, yeah. Firemen? And, and so like, wouldn't it be great if when you picked up the phone and you said, yes, there is an emergency, there is an emergency and a social worker comes, a mental health worker comes yeah. a, because you could, you could call 911 and you could describe the problem, right? In yeah. a way that let them route that to somebody who's actually specialized in helping with that problem. Somebody who's like trained in de-escalating, somebody who's got like, you know, a skill set that matches the problem. Instead, like we, it just gets routed. And more often than not, the police show up and they're like, great, I got a utility belt full of weapons. Does anybody need a guy with a bunch of weapons? That's the thing yeah, that I am. Yeah. And then when they are the other Whoa. things, and let's be fair, because a lot of times they do the other jobs, they're fucking winging it sometimes. They're fucking winging it because that's not what they're trained for because they are trained for law enforcement. And so outside of looking yeah. for law enforcement, you know, processes to engage in, they're winging it the same way you and I are winging it. They just have authority. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, the, uh, the budget that they have, the money that comes in is, is huge in almost every place. And, you know, every, you, you start looking at city budgets and look at how much the police get and look at the militarization. It was also another thing that's happened in the last, you know, I was I was 30 years. reading about it. It's more than 30 because it was the Watts riots that that created the first SWAT teams, right? Because the Watts riots, people, there were snipers and people shooting other people. And so they had to, they, they, they realized that they that they needed a they they thought they needed a force that could combat something like that. Not the fact that, you know, maybe we shouldn't have sniper rifles available to the public. That never occurred to anybody. Yeah, Instead, I love what that they that's did never was, the solution. Yeah, that's right? never the solution. Instead, it's well, if they have sniper rifles, we need bigger sniper rifles. And so that's what they did. The yep. same thing happened when uh when that shooter climbed that tower in uh 
the one who, the, you know, the, the one college. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah he shot a bunch yeah. of people. The police couldn't get to him. And the same thing happened, I'm sure, when those guys went crazy in uh, LA. Remember when they had all those guns and they had they, they did the movie Heat off of? You know, that, yeah. that, <laughs> that, that basically is, you know, that's another reason. They go with that tape to the budget guy and they say, look, we can't get through their armor. We need stuff that pierces their armor. We need stuff that does this. We need stuff. Not the other way around that, God, they got a hold of all these guns. Maybe we shouldn't make these publicly available. Instead, yeah. it's no, what we need is to make sure that we could get through the guns and the whatever that they have. So, you know, there, uh, See, first so off, do you remember, I'm sorry, but do you, do you remember like the Bugs Bunny and Marvin the Martian? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Characters? That's exactly it. Yep. Do you, do you remember like, pull the gun and the gun and the gun and the gun and the gun until yep. they're like, like outside of like, like it's, it's out, yeah, space. space. Yeah. It's like, like, it's like an arms race where we never realized like we could just, the other side could just not be armed. Yeah. And you like, could, that's never part of the answer. Yeah. The answer is just like, I'm going to have a gun from space yeah. that shoots more space at the other guy. Like, is if I shot a planet at your face. If you hid Marvin the Martian's gun, it never goes past round one. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. If he doesn't have you hit his gun, it never goes past. But anyway, the fact is, is that the militarization of these police departments happens primarily because we allow people to have fucking rocket launchers in this country, but other, <laughs> but, but you know, you see it happen over and over and over again. And the police yeah. constantly are upping this militarization. And then they, they have, what they have is a giant toolbox. And I also listen to, did you listen to the behind the bastards this last week or two weeks ago about that guy who does that killology course that he teaches to uh, I, cops. No, I didn't. I didn't hear that. I, I but I watched something else about yeah. the kill out. So you know, this guy creates this course about how you basically need to be able to murder somebody because your your life's on the line, and it yeah. teaches people a different mindset. It teaches the police, at least the police who take this course, a different mindset about how you interact with another person. It's not it teaches that, them to be predators. Exactly, the language it teaches, he uses. Well, it teaches them the same thing we teach soldiers, which yeah. shouldn't be taught to them. They're not dealing with other soldiers. It's not an enemy combatant out there. It's a I mean, person like, who's stealing a TV or whatever, you know? But soldiers do a better job in a combat zone of following the rules of engagement. Yeah. And they do a better job because they're held to a higher standard of, of behavior. Because if you're a soldier and you violate the rules of engagement, you don't have a fucking union protecting your ass. So, so you actually get better, more humane results in a war zone. Yeah. From soldiers, soldiers who are trained, by the way, to they're trained and a, a culture of racism against the enemy is ingrained when you have an enemy, right? You uh, One of the things you do is you otherize the enemy in order to make them a less than human human to get you to pull the fucking trigger. So that's like all part of the fucking indoctrination. Still, even with that, in a war zone, soldiers are able to follow the rules of engagement and behave more civilly, more consistently then the police that doesn't surprise me domestically it doesn't surprise and part me. of that problem is the accountability issue yeah yeah well did you see the fucking uh, union boss this last week the union had a chief somebody no. edited it somebody did a great job of editing it let me see if i can find it and share it with you real quick everybody's trying to shame us the legislators the press oh my god Everybody's trying to shame us. Into being embarrassed. Oh my fucking god. Well, you know what? This isn't stained. 
It's still got a shine on it. Stop treating us like animals and thugs. Start treating us with some respect. It's disgusting. Trying to make us embarrassed of our profession. Don't resist! Don't resist! Don't resist! Don't resist, bro! I'm not! And that's all I have to say. So the 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 police uh the police chief union guy, he's he's if he isn't fucking mobbed up. I don't know who the fuck isn't mobbed up the way he talks, right? He sounds so, start treating us with some respect over here. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes this week about this police union guy. And they added the footage so that you could see the footage of this police union guy talking. And while he's talking, they're showing the cops just beating the shit beating out of the people. Beating the shit out of people who are like, yeah. Not doing yeah, anything literally at just all. Protesting, exercising their fucking their their constitutionally protected amendment rights, getting the shit kicked yeah. out of them by police officers, and he's talking about how um how you're trying to shame us. How dare you try to shame us? I you know all these different We're people are trying to shame us. Be ashamed of. Just, <laughs> motherfucker! If somebody holds a mirror up to and you a mirror up to you and you feel ashamed, that's on you. That ain't on the mirror, yeah. motherfucker. I know, what the right? Fuck? <laughs> I love too that like in that video, like his body posture is like violent and yeah. angry, yep. Yep. and he's just like, "You're making us all look like angry thugs." Yeah, Rawr! yeah, exactly. You yeah. wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Exactly. Like his shirt rips off. Yeah. He's green. He's wearing purple shorts, and he's fucking shit up. It's it's, like, it's, it's unreal. The it's but the like, thing is, is that the police union so self aware. The police union is 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 protecting people left and right. You see that, and you know. It's not just the police union. There's a brotherhood of police officers who will not turn in someone else. And when yeah. someone does turn someone in, they drum them out of the out of the police department. They they harass them until they quit. That happens all the time. There's a brotherhood of bad people who do yeah. bad things, and we constantly just let them do it in this in the name of security. Well, and like, and it's not even good security. It's a terrible security because we're less secure. Like, it's like a security against nothing. It's the TSA. Like, They're the TSA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two things like, like, first of all, like, constitutionally protected is no longer protected. Yeah. Like, we are we are not protected. Like, like you guys just, like, we got to let that shit, we got to, like, acknowledge it and say it out loud. Like, you don't have a First Amendment right when the cops can show up and beat the fuck out of you for exercising it. Yeah. That's not a protected right anymore. Yeah. That's a privilege that the thugs will take away. You know, the, whenever these they fucking jackbooted fucking thugs yeah. will decide whether you get it or don't. Yeah. Well, that's a fucking privilege. Yeah. Fed to you at the hands of your fucking master. And I hate that kind of language, but they de demonstrated that it's goddamn true. It's a hundred percent. And it just is. And, and the other side when they're finished, will get on their knees and lick those boots clean because it it agrees with their ideology. And if yep. and if it doesn't agree with their ideology, they're one hundred percent standing right next to you, screaming in that cop's face. But the moment it agrees with their ideology, they're like, "No, let me clean off those boots for you, sir." Yep. And like, if you have any doubt that like the brotherhood of the police does not protect its own, even when its own is wrong, do two things. First, watch the Floyd video where cops protected 
that murderer while he was murdering Floyd. While yeah. he was murdering George Floyd, what was happening? Other cops were running crowd interference for eight minutes and 48, 46 seconds while he murdered that man. Yeah. So that is protecting, the, that is a literally a group of cops protecting the bad cops. You can't bad apple that shit. Sure. And then watch that video of the 75-year-old protester that got shoved and fucking head clunked and hurt real badly. And what happened immediately after that? 57 people asked to be reassigned in solidarity off that squad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They didn't, they didn't look at the actions of their of their brothers and say, like, that was fucked up. You fucking basically threw a 75-year-old man like down onto the fucking concrete and, and then, then like walked callously past walked past then him. Then a guy tries to lean down to help him and he's no, and he grabs the guy and moves him along. He literally yeah. moved him like, no, you're not going to hold him. And he's fucking bleeding out his ear. Oh my God, the fucking, the fucking, uh, the back and forth that has been happening about how that's faked. And you're just like, oh. yeah, the dude, the dude had a blood, bloody ear. He somehow tricked these cops into pushing him backwards. And then he flopped like a soccer player and then hit the blood pack that then spilled out his ear. But he somehow still wound up in the hospital with a concussion and a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> it's not like, one or two cops stood in solidarity. All the cops yep. stood in solidarity of of of, no. of that action. Yeah. So like you can't bad apple that no. shit. Yeah. You They're, don't get to bad apple it because we just keep seeing it. Yeah. We just keep seeing example after example of the like like the thing you just played. You know that that the uh, the the police union guy yeah. standing up and saying like you know why don't we get any respect around here? Huh? Bada boom, bada bing, bada <laughs> boom. Like what? What are you saying? We're violent. I would beat the shit out of you for saying yeah, exactly. that we're violent. I hit like, my wife every time she says I'm violent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It's like my God. If yeah. you tell me that, I'll smack you in the fucking yeah. mouth. <laughs> Did you see Trump's tweet about that that 75 year old protester? Oh, we got to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. I uh, one thing I want to I, I have a confession to make, Tom. Yeah. Um, and this may come as a surprise to some people in the audience, but. Uh, I'm the leader of Antifa, and <laughs> I didn't want—I didn't want it to come out on the show. No. I didn't want people to tell people that I'm actually—I'm—I'm um, I'm actually just um, the North American Vice President of Operations. I'm not—I'm <laughs> not the leader, leader. I'm comptroller. Yeah, I'm not the leader, leader. So I'm just the Vice President, <laughs> North American Operations. President, of course, is Betty White, uh. but still. <laughs> Still, I want to. I want to say, I was very dismayed when they threw one of our members on the ground. One, of, and he's a high ranking. He's a regional officer. I don't know if you knew this. That guy's a regional oh, no, Antifa officer. I yeah, I have. It's Zoom. amazing how well structured yeah. those. Areas. Really, I will say. I will say our Zoom calls are a little hectic, but other than that, I think we do a pretty good job. So, um, so, uh, but, but he's a he's a great guy. He's an anarchist, just like we are. Black block, really good guy, and. Uh, hates the police, fuck the police. He has a fucking NWA tattoo on his chest. <laughs> you can't see it in that video, but he's uh, a fuck the police guy. So yeah, so I just wanted to make that confession that um, that wow. yeah, uh, I am the leader of Antifa and uh, I, and I don't I apologize it for at it. Best, I don't buzzing, apologize it. You know, yeah, I I'm thought. <laughs> <laughs> People come to me and I have to be quiet about who they are. 
<laughs> that's all of Antifa. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually key grip for Antifa. Key grip. That's good. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, I don't that's want good. We, we needed a key grip to it's pick that guy now. up off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the president <laughs> literally called him. He, so the president says, and I want to read the tweet out loud because it's. Yeah, let's not decontextualize I don't want, the I tweet, definitely, right? I definitely want to give Mr. Trump the president of the, uh, the president uh, the benefit of the doubt. Buffalo protester shoved by police could be Antifa provocateur. 75-year-old Martin Gungio uh, was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out the equipment. And then he's tweeting at One America News. And he says, I watched. He fell harder than he was pushed. Was aiming a scanner. Could be a setup, question mark. And it's, okay. What? First off, what? Let's just talk. Let's just talk. Let's okay. Let's presume the president is a hundred percent right. He okay, had on yeah. a he had a fucking a James Bond 007 fucking hacker fucking phone in his hand. He didn't. He wasn't just trying to walk up and return a police helmet that he had in his hand and have a phone that he was probably recording the police with a few seconds ago. That's you know Occam's razor would say that's no, what he had no, in his no, hand. No, no, no. But let's mm -hmm. just presume that what he was that, doing yeah, was he was, probably got a scanner yeah, from Q. Was was walking up with this with this crazy fucking blackout because you know they're saying he's trying to scan police communications in order to black out equipment. Let's first off, you can scan police communications with a $30 scanner. You don't need you anything special. You phone. You don't need anything special. But two, black out police communications. Is he going to somehow make it so the guy next to him can't tell him to push him down? What communications <laughs> do you need? They're all standing literally next to each other. The only danger is one of them's going to whisper something into the other's ear and it's going to be different when it gets out the other end. That's the only fucking like threat. What are you talking about? Captain says purple monkey dishwasher. I'm not sure. <laughs> That, okay, probably didn't. We gotta yeah, go no. backwards now. Yeah, okay, we, we gotta go back. Purple monkey dishwasher. We'll get back. back to the original. Let's go back, yeah. We'll get back. Like I, like Trump is. So this just this just demonstrates how fucking old and out of touch Trump is because he still thinks that like they're jamming the signal. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it's like some World War II shit where it's like, oh, they're on a frequency. We gotta like shoot out our frequency jammer. It's like the fucking cops are just. You can buy a scanner and just scan tune into it. Yeah. That's what you can do. And the cops Anyone are, can do that at any time. They're radio controlled. Like, right. I, don't, I don't understand what he's saying. What are you talking about? There are people who sometimes hear something on a radio. Who cares? They already have their orders. Beat the shit out of people. They've already like, got those. Right. Yeah. yeah. Swoop in and attack. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's like, okay, well, that was the yeah. plan to begin with. Nobody have was, you seen our bat belt? Yeah, exactly. Nobody was going to call an audible on that. That's for sure. <laughs> So I don't even oh, understand. That explains why I'm yeah. dressed like exactly. this, I guess. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, I don't even get it. Like, none of it makes sense, but everybody's no. retweeting it. And I will say this, if this ever, because I went to this tweet and there was a picture of Trump standing behind two fucking soldiers. And it's one of those, like, where half his face is in shadow. And it's one of those really dramatic black and white photos of him where he's looking very regal and stately and, and really masculine. And they took a photo of it. And one, one of these idiots puts up our president or whatever. And if you ever have the feeling like, man, I kind of want to see what this guy posts on his feed. I'm just going to tell you, just don't do it. Just no. don't do it. Cause it's not worth reading the, just the absolute bonkers shit that people <laughs> post on Twitter. I mean, it's a, Twitter is a hole where you could just literally 
you could just shit on your phone, like take a shit on your phone and people <laughs> will retweet it. It's the, I literally, I could not believe the, the rabbit holes I worked myself down just looking at this tweet alone. But it's, it's, it's one of those things that you get to a point where you think, this has got to be against the rules though, right? Like, like <laughs> I know that he pushes the rules all the time, but there's got to be something there that says you can't just tweet out a baseless conspiracy as the president of the United States, right? Like, right? I, you, you know, the thing is like, you would think that that would be the case. You would think that there'd be some controls that even like the members of his own party would be like, what? We can't govern by conspiracy theory. What the fucking, what are you even yeah. But like, you know, I read I read not one but two stories this week that like reporters from major news outlets tried to get commentary from like senators, yeah, senators, Congress people, everybody. Like, what did please comment on this? And they like went so far as to print the tweet out and like show it to people because like other times the president would say like tweet out crazy fucking shit just and they'll say they don't know shit. it, yeah, and they'd be like, oh, I don't read his tweets, and you're like. First of all, he announces major public policy decisions and hirings and firings by tweets. So, like, if you're in government, it's kind of your job to read what the fucking boss says yeah, right. in a communication sure. that includes explicit public policy declarations not to be found elsewhere, yeah. by the way. Yeah. He just tweets out public policy decisions that he doesn't, like, otherwise elaborate upon. Right. He's done, like, a jillion times. So, like, that's a weird thing to say out loud. Like, I don't pay attention at work. You yeah. know? <laughs> I don't know. I was at work the other day, and I was like, ooh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I was jerking off in the men's room for, like, four hours Thursday. You know what I mean? Like, I edged myself forward and back for, like, half the work day. Well, Holy I didn't. Shit. I'm Lady G, and I had, an, I had a male prostitute do it. But still, <laughs> still, I did get off. But, like, but then they, like, then they, like, came back and said, okay, well, we printed it out. And people were like... I have other things to do. Yep. And they just declined. They were just like, I don't, you know, well, Senator Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz said something like, I have a longstanding policy of not commenting on his tweets. And it's like, well, you could break that policy. That's just a personal decision. Yeah, exactly. Could, <laughs> like, that's not like, yeah. oh my God, if I do it, yeah. like I actually turn, I turn into a pumpkin. That's what happens. It's so weird. Yeah. No, he, absolutely within your power. And, and you get to a point where you say, okay, how deep can you hide your head in the sand as a Republican and not look at this and say, you know, because because this isn't just some rando saying, well, I'm just asking questions. This is a guy with the full weight of the United States government behind him tweeting out something baseless that he could easily get facts on, that he has an entire wing of the government he could send and say, I want to find out where that guy's from, what he did, yada, yada. He could find anything out he yeah. wants. All that information is literally available to him at his fingertips. It's not that this isn't a powerless individual on Twitter that has no... <laughs> No chance of Resources. understanding right. this, right? Yeah. He has every resource you could possibly imagine to get to the bottom of exactly what happened to that man. And he's chosen not to do it and instead tweet out what he thinks he saw in a 60-second video. And that is unbelievably dangerous to be leading your nation that way. I can't, I mean, I don't know how you yeah. do it. There, there, You cannot be hyperbolic enough about how insane that tweet was. I, I read it and like, I'm not even kidding. My jaw dropped. Yep. I was like, what are y'all police 
blocking. I Wait, thought, like I thought for sure I have it was seen fake. more believable narratives yeah. watching an episode of Paw Patrol yeah, I thought than this. <laughs> What are you fake. kidding me? I thought it was a fake tweet when I saw it come across. I thought, yeah. oh, somebody's tweeting that, ha, ha, ha. And then I looked at his feed and I thought, holy shit, I cannot believe this. I can't believe yeah. he's just saying, it. I just can't. It's, it's, it, you, we should not believe this. Hey, everybody, you know, just because we're socially distancing doesn't mean we can't get physical. Creatively, of course. Now, Adam and Eve says the best part of staying at home is playing at home. Take advantage of the downtime and choose almost any one item at 50% off. When you do, you'll also get free shipping delivered discreetly right to your door. Just remember to use offer code GLORY. That's G-L-O-R-Y at checkout. A&E has thousands of products to make you glad you are staying at home. Sex toys make being at home so enjoyable. Hell, even shopping from home is more enjoyable when you're shopping sex toys. Go to adamandeve.com and use that offer code GLORY at checkout. Tell them Gary sent you. Or or don't. I don't that's not that's not a offer code. It's the offer code is GLORY. Don't put Gary. Just GLORY. G-L-O-R-Y. Is that confusing? It's GLORY. Yeah, it's confusing. But it's offer code GLORY. G-L-O-R-Y. Bye-bye. I must say, the idea of placing my member into this hole to be pleasured by some mystery woman has me excited, yes, but also pretty nervous. Here we go. <clears throat> so far, uh, nothing to report. All right, so this story comes from IFL Science. I fucking love science. New York City just recommended using glory holes in latest pandemic sex advice. Now, lest you think that this is a misreading of the actual advice given by the New York City Health Department, I can fucking assure you that it is not because I actually chased this story down a little bit. But I want to read what it says. So the, the worry, just the overarching worry is like, hey, sex is like a natural, normal part of our lives. We need this is good. This fucking COVID shit is going on and on. People need to be able to express themselves and have sexual ex expression with other people. It's tough to do safely, right? Like one of the things they're like, wear a mask. And I'm like, I'm not covering my mouth having sex. Like that takes all the, <laughs> like, I'm not, you're not, we're not. Like yeah. that's not, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah, but yeah. Hey, you know, whatever floats, right? So, but then, then again, like New York City um, is saying, hey, Quote, make it a little kinky. Be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls. <laughs> you okay. cannot spell that out any differently than. That's a glory hole. Yeah, no, that's cut a hole in the box. Put your dick in the box. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing like, like combine that though. I was thinking like, what's the ultimate like expression of 2020 and that's like a glory hole in a riot shield <laughs> and you've got 2020 just like boom just like right there it solves all your problems Jesus Christ, you know it yeah. addresses all the current issues of the yeah. day it's like hip and on trend <laughs> i'll tell you what though if you put a glory hole in a riot shield there's so many people on the right that would suck that dick immediately oh my god, god are you damn kidding the me? law and order crowd would let it fucking day they would just let it pour on them <laughs> <laughs> Shaking uh, in my eyes. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. You gotta find, no kidding, right? This is like <laughs> fill it up like a cup. They wouldn't even give a shit. 
I will say though, man, fucking trailblazers that we are. We knew, we knew ahead of time that glory curve, holes would buddy. be possible. We were ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. We won't be ahead of the curve when it comes to COVID, but the rest of it will be ahead of the we're curve. We're not flattening the curve. Yeah, we're just no. in front of it. We're just in front of it. We're riding the wave. Yeah. Riding the wave, baby. <laughs> and now, rage with the machine for Republicans. Thank Will. Thank Will. Thank Will. Thank Will. Ayn Rand is awesome. So, Cecil, I also want to talk about this one. There's not a lot to say except for just to say it, which is yeah. amazing. Independent.co.uk says, right-wing fans mocked for boycotting Rage Against the Machine <laughs> what is- after realizing the band's political stance. Yeah. Nobody has ever been as late to a very, very <laughs> obvious party as these motherfuckers. These guys are like, also very upset that Ice Cube was black. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's he's black? Are you kidding me? He's a black man? <laughs> what machine did you think yeah. they were raging oh, against? That's such a great one. Somebody <laughs> said, someone said in one of the tweets, what machine did you think they were raging against? The dishwasher? <laughs> Yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Do you listen do you remember, ever to one lyric? Do you remember back in the day when they would they they got pulled off of I think it was Saturday Night Live because they 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 came out on stage and they had a fucking upside down American flag yes. and they were just like cut the film now nah, we're yeah. good cut and all they did was add an upside down American flag and let me tell you that's the least amount of damage they've done to an American flag in any of their performances <laughs> like these are guys like, these are guys who burn the flag on stage are you kidding me he, like these guys like they're I remember like like I don't remember which album it was but the, the album cover that had like the burning monk, like the the, oh, the, yeah, the yeah, protesting yeah, yeah, burning yeah. monk, like and like these guys are like, oh, now you get political. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Literally every single thing. Uh, and like, I do want to read one one tweet from from one of the band members. One Twitter user said, "I used to be a fan until your political opinions came out." Music is my sanctuary. And the last thing I want to hear is political bullshit when I'm listening to music. I love this so much. And I love this. He says, as far as I'm concerned, you and Pink are completely done. I thought that was great because it's like, I'm not sure how worried Rage Against the Machine is about like their association with Pink. But still. I love too that like this guy's playlist is Rage Against the Machine and Pink. <laughs> Pink. <laughs> Keep running your mouth and ruining uh, your fan base. Uh, so uh, Tom Morello responds, Scott, what music of mine were you a fan of that didn't contain political BS? I need to know so I could delete it from the catalog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's a there's a better one where he responds. I'm going to read it. He says, he says, another successful musician instantly becomes a political expert. And Tom Morello replies, one does not have to have an honors grad in political science from Harvard University to recognize the unethical and inhumane nature of the administration. But, well, I happen to have an honors grad in political science from Harvard <laughs> University. So I can confirm that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's Rage- so good. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I, you know, what it made me do is, uh, is find all those, those albums on my, on my, in my playlist and start listening to him again this week when I, when I, when I heard and saw that he was 
tweeting about this sort of thing. It reminded yeah. me about their band. And I said, oh yeah, I really did like that band. And so I've, I have all their stuff that I'm listening to again, because I was, I liked their band before. It's just something that, you know, you go through natural cycles with music where you just, they drop off, but yeah, right. yeah but, absolutely. but I'm absolutely listening to it again. Cause it's great shit. Pop a poplar in your mouth when you come to Fishy Joe's. What they're made of is a mystery where they come from. No one knows. You can pick them, you can lick them, you can chew them, you can stick them. If you promise not to sue us, you can shove one up your nose. So this story comes from KATC.com. Uh, that's a no local news affiliate, an ABC affiliate um, in Acadiana, wherever that is. Bro Bridge police looking for a rooster wanted in nugget theft. <laughs> I read this and I thought like this chicken better be on the run here pretty soon. <laughs> like it's it, all right. You're going to beat the shit out of him. The Bro Bridge Police Department is asking the community to be on the lookout for a theft suspect accused of a foul crime. Oh, come on. Police <laughs> so bad. Shit Police say they were notified on Thursday of a theft that occurred involving a rooster. When they arrived, they discovered an innocent toddler enjoying chicken nuggets. The rooster approached the toddler took his chicken nuggets, and fled the scene. The child's mother attempted to stop the rooster, but was unsuccessful. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She's taking a picture of it. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. There's a there's a picture, the three, three, three pictures of this. There's a toddler sitting there, the toddler's sad, and the chicken with the nugget in its mouth running away. <laughs> the chicken walks up, looks at the kid, and is like, Tom? Tom, is that you? <laughs> no! No, Tom, no! No! And then, like, grabs the nugget and runs away and buries it in a shallow grave. <laughs> it is, like, a fucked up thing. For, I thought today is, like, a fucked up thing for a fucking chicken uh, to steal. It's like, wait yeah, a minute. Uh, <laughs> it's like Jeffrey nugget? Dahmer is like, you going to finish that? Like, <laughs> Italian Spider-Man. Alright, Cecil, I love this story for like nine reasons. This comes from Newstar. Naked man in West Monroe gas station says spider attacked him. I just got to read this because it's sure. short and then we, this is yeah, amazing. Yeah. A Monroe man is facing a disturbing to peace drunkenness charge after he was allegedly naked in a West Monroe gas station. According to an arrest report for Jesse Deerman Jr., age 29, WMPD officers were dispatched to 300 Well Road regarding a naked man inside the store. When officers arrived, deputies had the man in custody. He identified himself. That's confusing. When officers arrived, deputies had the man in custody. <laughs> Huh. And then the sheriff came, sure. and then he asked how it all went down. Prison <laughs> warden was also standing nearby. Like, how many right? different, how many different people do you need? A naked man. Yeah. God, what well, can you imagine if it was a naked woman? Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> in fucking Indiana or wherever this is would be there. Uh, he identified himself as Jesse Deerman and said he was naked because he was attacked by a spider and removed his clothes for safety. <laughs> this is the best. I, officers said they asked Deerman if he had taken any controlled dangerous substances. Deerman replied he had, but did not know what it was. On a scale of one to ten, ranking its power, he said it was a four. <laughs> 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 
you have lived a fucking yeah. life when yeah. you are standing yeah. handcuffed yep. naked in a police station after being attacked by imaginary spiders and people are like, are you on drugs? And you're like, yeah, but only mild ones. <laughs> yeah, only mild ones that I don't know what they were. Because <laughs> like, I'll tell you what, brother. When you're at an eight or a nine, whoa, it's a lot oh, worse than Jesus. naked in a gas station yeah, no. covered in imagination. He's like, no, when I'm at a nine, I'm throwing, I'm throwing bears <laughs> off of me, not spiders. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different Look, time. I'm not eating a man's face right now, okay? <laughs> Clearly, I'm under a six. <laughs> oh, my God. I bro. don't know what it is. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what is he? Is he just sitting there, like, opening his mouth and someone's throwing Skittles in it from a car? Across the room? What is just happening in your life? <laughs> yeah. Somebody's just like, hey, try this. What is it? I don't know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. Uh, so I, I, who wouldn't, though, tear off their clothes, though, if they thought they had a spider in there? I mean, seriously, who wouldn't do that? Who wouldn't just rip your, oh, my God, and just, like, tear your shirt off? If you had, a, like, something in your shirt. You know you would do that instantly. Oh, right? I fucking flip. Yeah. It's either that or you stop, drop, and roll, and the hope yeah. just smush it against you. <laughs> so I have a I have a spider story. Years ago, uh, I was in the woods, and uh, I had it was a pretty thick woods, and I had brought a. It's hard. It's hard to say. It's a machete. It was a big knife, right? It wasn't like a machete okay. in the sense. Machete kind of is its own thing, right? A machete is a thin blade. Right with a, that sort of rounded at the end. This one did still have kind of a tip on it, but it was more like a, a giant Bowie knife. So it looked like okay. a Bowie knife, but it was big. It was, it was goddamn big. And I don't know, okay. I don't know how big Bowie knives get, but this one had to be. Would it have been approved by the Australian council if that ain't a knife? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, cer <laughs> it certainly wouldn't be. I'll tell you, it was definitely a knife. It was, it was easily as big as the, the knife that that guy pulls in that, in that movie, in that Crocodile okay. Dundee movie. And so I'm walking through and I'm chopping at trees to get through this area of the brush to get back to this area of the forest that I was going to. And I, I don't know if I was, by, I wasn't by myself. I had one other person with me. And uh, as I'm going, I feel something on my leg. And I look down and there's a fucking spider on me, Tom, that's gotta be, <laughs> it's like fucking... I, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm misremembering the size of it, but the legs had got to be like the bottom of a big glass. So, oh, Jesus. you know, I mean, a big fucking spider. And now I don't want to get people like weirded out or like you think that I was in some kind of danger because we don't live in a place where there's big poisonous spiders. No. Big spiders by us, you know, if they bite you, it'll probably be like a bee sting or something. I know that there are a few spiders that, that hide in very specific places that can really fuck you up in our area. But those are rare spiders. You don't run into the black widow and the brown recluse very often here. And those are the main ones that you would run into. This is just like a big wolf spider or something, right? Yeah, so it's right. not a, it's not a big scary looking, not actually scary. Yeah, it looks yeah. fucking terrifying. Right. And as soon as I saw it, it's fucking right on my calf, right? So it's right oh, on my oh, calf. I'm wearing yeah. shorts. It's right on my calf. Oh, and I so I immediately going. tense up and I turn and I go to hit the, the thing <laughs> with the side of the blade. And so I go to smack at it with the side of the blade. And, and it was a spasm because there's a giant spider on me. Uh -huh. And so the blade turns just a little bit uh. and I fucking gashed the fuck out of my leg. I still have a <laughs> giant 
fucking cut on my leg like a big scar. I had to cut my shirt and tie it around the, the wound and hop out of, because it was bleeding oh that God. bad. It was bleeding that, it was seriously needed stitches. It was that big. It, I didn't get stitches, but it definitely but you needed, needed them. them. Yeah, right. And yeah. it was fucking huge. I mean, I'm gonna say, I, I would say it had to be at least two and a half inches long. I cut a giant divot out of my leg with this. And all I did was just turn it sideways with my right hand. It was on my left leg. Uh -huh. And I went to go smack it just to kill it. And I instead almost cut my leg off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the most important part of the story, did you get the spider? I don't know. Cause as soon as I cut myself, I stopped worrying about the spider. spider. <laughs> <laughs> the spider was only, the spider was only important until I actually cut myself. And then there was something way more important. Because like, what I love is like, if you had gotten the spider, that also means that you would have pressed him pressed deep him into your leg smashed wound. Smashed him into my leg wound. Yeah. No, that's good shit. Get in my body, yeah. spider. I'll make you a home inside of me. The next week, all the eggs break and it, they just, all the spiders pour out of the scab or whatever. <laughs> oh, I just had everybody turn off the podcast. That's, yeah, awesome. that's it. We're done. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons, Aaron, host of the Interesting If True podcast, Pola Mint, Mark, Philip, Doom, Carlos, Kyle, Yard Bird or Egg, Taylor, Michael, Gavin, Soft Whisper, Andrew, RB, and the people who up their patrons, Rob, Spiffy Seawolf, JD from Montana, Dakota, I became a patron to watch Tom build a PC by himself. <laughs> Ryan, Suzanne. It's going to be so hard. And Dodd Snow. Thank you so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it in this time where uh, where our jobs are in, in, the, in flux and uh, the times are difficult. Uh, it is nice to know that people are supporting our show. So we want to thank you so much. It gives us peace of mind and it helps us, uh, helps alleviate uh, our fears and helps us create better. So thank you so much for all of your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. Yeah, guys, it means the world to us. Everything is so uncertain. Um, and like, just knowing that like, I can honestly, like knowing that like, I'm going to be able to keep the lights on um, makes a huge yeah, difference. huge difference. Um, when so many other things are uh, less stable than that. So I'm grateful to all of you guys. So we got a message from John and a bunch of people mentioned this, um, that, uh, that while there's no... They, they couldn't think of any superheroes that used capes that fly. There is Doctor Strange, whose cape is animate. That's one. But also, someone had posted Greatest American Hero, and I guess the whole outfit was what made him a superhero. So the cape included was the thing that made him a superhero. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that show. So that's one. Yeah. yeah. I, I, okay. That's one. And I, I will, I'll be the first to admit, like, I'm not a comic yeah, book right. guy. Yeah. So, like, if I, I'm certain but that I But you are a Greatest American Hero guy, so... Believe yeah. it or not, <laughs> I'm walking on me. air. <laughs> I I don't remember that show except for the yeah, theme right, song. Yeah, and I yeah. loved the yeah, theme yeah. song. I loved so it. So we got a message from Todd with three Ds, and he said, um, he sent us a message, a and it's, an, it's a, a an article of people protesting in North Dakota. Uh, they were out, and it was a small protest. He said it was a pretty small protest yep. um, of you know, black people, because there's like four in North, North Dakota. 
and they all went out to go do the Black Lives Matter. But there was a bunch of- <laughs> The one yeah, family yeah. shows up. But there was but there was a bunch of fucking armed <clears throat> hillbillies on the other side. Yeah. You know, not hillbillies, whatever they call them up there. But a bunch of armed people on the other side, you know, because they thought Antifa was going to pour out of the fucking woodwork and burn everything down. And then they showed up to a peaceful protest. I did see a couple of images of them, sh- them hugging afterwards. But he said, man, that's got to take guts to be a protester up there. And you're absolutely right. When these- nutbags bring their fucking semi-automatic weapons out there. Oh, fucking right. That'd be terribly intimidating. That's un- and that's terribly what it's for. That's the reason they right. brought it. That's the point yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, we did get a lot of good messages about last week's show. We mentioned on the stream this week that we were yeah. sort of shocked that we didn't get more hate mail, but I think we've called our audience away from anybody at this point who doesn't think that we are left and social justice minded and, you know, trans rights, they've yeah. left at this point. <laughs> so the memo, they've gone, they're right? gone. They yeah. stopped listening because they, when they send us hate mail, we don't respond or we delete them. And so they're just done. <laughs> they don't listen anymore. So we didn't get a lot of bad email last time. I thought for sure there were yep. going to be some people who would push back, but I think we've lost a lot of the, the people who would be more centrist. Um, so yeah. So at this point, uh, we got a lot of good messages. One of them, them was from John and he said he really enjoyed the last episode and, uh, he could really tell that there was a lot of passion in our voices and we were both upset last. I listened to it again. And when I was actually listening to it, proofing it, I was like, God, man, we are fucking shouting a lot because <laughs> we just, yes. the whole time we were angry. Yeah. We were, our blood was up the whole time and we were both, both Tom and I, you know, both of us were just like that guy on Anchorman. Why is everybody shouting? We're just <laughs> uh, we got a message from Kathleen uh, and they said that they did send us a message. A couple of people sent this. There was some demands that they found called Campaign Zero, Join Campaign Zero. And I followed this link and I got to say, this is a little bit too far right for me. This Join Campaign Zero felt a little too soft. Uh, the... Uh, the problem is, is that the problem is, is that the uh, the defund the police movement is, f- I think, farther left and a better movement than this one. This one, in my opinion, feels a little weak. It feel and it, and you know they go through a bunch of stuff that is basically police reform, but I feel like, and it's not that I don't want that. It's not that I wouldn't want that. If I if my choice is. What you have now or this campaign zero, I would take campaign zero. But if my choice is anything I want, it's defund the police. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's funny because like I I read this and I thought, great, that's what you need to do for the military. Like you said earlier, the military arm of the police. All of those things are necessary. And then you need to do these other things so that you're not using the police to perform non-military yep. Yep. functions. Exactly, right? yeah. Non-paramilitary That's functions. exactly it, right. yeah. yeah. Got an image. Uh, this is from uh, Aaron, and he sent an image, and we're going to post it on this week's show notes. It's a Maury Povich image. We got a message from Ringing Rocks Ranch, and they said, uh, I would love to hear folks talking about the police training. I work for a State Department of Justice, and they spend a fair amount of time at our law enforcement academy. What we hear is the most uh, dehumanizing language they uh, they only talk about perpetrator, suspect, and threat. So nothing about fellow human or someone's son or daughter. Yeah, and it's it's it, it's important. Like anytime you use language that creates distance, that that like breaks, that creates formality and distance, then that's a way to create an otherization of the people that you're policing, yeah. right? And like 
That's that's exactly, and we we know that we know how important language is in terms of shaping how we right. think and how we feel right. and how we respond. So it and it's funny because language is both reflective of what we think, but it is also um, a way to shape the way that young people think, the way that people yep. coming up in the ranks think, the way that people within a certain culture yeah. or group or body think. So, like, it is not it is not an exaggeration to to look at this language and say this is incredibly important. It's indicative of what is being taught, and it's indicative of the otherization of the people that are being policed by this paramilitary organization. I mean, remember when we got our concealed carries, that guy was talking about perpetrators. And both of us were yeah. like, well, that, what are you talking about? Perpetrator yeah, doesn't, doesn't make sense. It doesn't a cop. mean anything to me. I know there's no right. perpetrator. Um, right. Got a message from Anthony correcting me from last week. He, I, I, when I read it, I read it wrong. It, his grandmother was not in World War II. His grandfather fought in World War II. That's my mistake. I was reading very quickly. <laughs> I apologize. Oops. Got a message, a long message from Daryl. And Daryl's a police officer. Got into uh, the PD at uh, 32. Uh, sounds like they got in for all the right reasons. Sounds like they do a lot of the right things. De-escalation, not trying to escalate situations, not trying to move things towards violence. Read this. And uh, your assessment of your uh, the way you handle stuff is, I think the way in which I would hope that many police officers approach their job. At the bottom of it, you do say, uh, what would you say to a brand new group of recruits, people who just got out of the police academy, what would you say? And uh, what would you say to them? And I will tell you, what I would say to them is, look around at everybody here. Do not protect anybody here who does wrongdoing. Anybody who does wrongdoing here is doing something wrong and needs to be reported. And they need to, they need to have disciplinary action brought against them. Do not protect people who do bad things, whether that's people out in the street that you're trying to arrest or people that are in your own department. Never protect those people. They are bad people. We talked about this before the show, and I had I was stymied. I'm not gonna lie, man. I was stymied. Right now, I can't imagine having to stand in front of a group of recruits. Yeah going into this culture and give them any kind of advice and not having ever done that work. Like I, I wouldn't know what to do, but Cecil, I think you hit it. Like, I mean, we talked, that's why we decided to talk yeah. about this email. I think it's like, man, you guys are the police for your yeah. other police yep. too. Like, like if the law matters, if, if, if it matters to you, then it matters for everybody. Like, and that includes your buddy sitting next to you and like your boss up the stream. Like it's everybody. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing is, is I know it's natural for you to be around another person and to know that person well, and then they do something that is bad, and for you to think about all the good stuff that they did that might, you know, counteract that or whatever, and maybe that's natural. But I will say this, you should be holding yourself in a higher regard than anyone else because you're the one in the power. You're the one with the power yeah. in this situation. So you need to be very careful about how, how you handle that and how you handle it is with extreme caution and with extreme oversight. Because if you're not paying attention to how you are and how all your people around you are, it's easy to slip and it's easy to hurt people because you are in a position that can easily do it. So we got a message from Holly um, and this is, this is the best thing this ever. Is a, this is a new bumper that they want us to play. So I'm just going to play it. I haven't listened to it yet. Yes. Black Lives Matter, defund the police. I find it disgusting that the LAPD is slaughtering peaceful protesters on the street. I had two friends go to the protest in Beverly Hills a couple of days ago, and the protest was peaceful. And so the police showed up with their excessive violent force, 
shooting rubber bullets and throwing tear gas. Is this what you think of protecting and serving? Because I think it's bullshit. Fuck you, Michael Moore. I refuse to call you an officer or a chief because you don't deserve those titles. You are a disgrace. Suck my dick and choke on it. I yield my time. Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you, one <laughs> <laughs> Was that real? That's was totally that a real, real thing? I heard that on John Oliver yesterday. And I was like, it, it, like John Oliver calls it like the most perfect 30 seconds ever. <laughs> it's That's so great. It's amazing. I love he's like, genuinely can fucking choke on it. I yield my time. I love it so much. I yield my time. That's and then so he good. Adds, Fuck you to the end of it. It's so oh, great. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. We get, we get message on occasion from people who will tell us that they have to stop becoming patrons. And Greg sent a message to tell us that he was sorry that he has to stop. Um, you don't ever have to apologize. No, we thank no, you no, no. for your patronage, period. There's and there's no condition on that. We don't we don't expect anything after that. The more the the, the longer you become a patron, the more we are grateful uh and 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 we love you for it, but we you don't ever have to send us a message and say you're sorry because we don't you you you've you've helped us and you've been been a patron and you've made sure this show is possible. We hope that you know, your situation gets great and, you, you know, maybe one day you come back as a patron and we will welcome you back. But any any support you've given us, we thank you for. So uh, that is going to wrap it up for this week. We're sorry, it's a couple of too serious, real super serious shows, but we're hoping next week it's just COVID so we can have fun with squirrels yeah, or something. Well, I'm hoping we can just get back to the pandemic. That is... Uh, that would be oh, great, wouldn't it? God. We had a uh, we had a really fun stream this week. We talked about uh, we talked about uh, a little bit about some anger stuff. We got a little angry on the stream about um, about internet people <laughs> outing other people. But then we also did a adorable story on squirrels that you're gonna want to check out. So check. And that. we watched a video yeah. of hamsters eating tiny yeah. burritos. So you're gonna want to check out the check out the stream if you haven't checked them out yet. This is a it's a lot of fun. We're having a great time. Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Central. Come check it out. There's a YouTube spot open for people to come hang out. So if you want to get there a little early, there's a community there that you could chat with. And we go live at nine. It normally goes for about an hour. So come check us out. We're having a lot of fun. We'd love to see you there. We'd love to chat with you. We do interact with chat throughout. So uh, so we'd love to, to uh, interact with you. So come on along. That is going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this.
The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.